Welcome back to the Tangent Talk. Y'all, we're in season eight, and this has been a very interesting season because we're able to bring to you all our thoughts and perspectives and tangents, of course, on what I would classify as some of the more sensational topics of the day. If you joined us for season eight, episode two, Halbert took us through the Kim K uh, most recent controversy. Seems like there's always controversy with the Kardashians, right, Halbert? <laughs> And today we're going to take you through the Will Smith. I'm going to take you through that. The Will Smith and Chris Rock controversy. I know you guys heard it. We've we've talked about it being named uh, Slapgate, uh, the slap heard around the world. You've heard it and we're going to discuss it here today. But before I do that, before I do that, we have a special guest, you all, who dropped by the Tangent Talk podcast studio. Imani is in the building. And while you won't hear her on audio, you're going to feel her presence. And it also means I'm going to have to be on my best behavior because Imani is is mom, (laughs) y'all. So we just want to say happy birthday to mom who celebrated her birthday, March 31st. We're happy to have you in the studio listening in. I got to be on my best behavior, y'all. But uh, I know the cast will keep me me honest and will keep me in line. So uh, let's hear from the cast. Tee off. Are you in the building? I'm in the building, loud and clear. <laughs> hey there, Tioff. And what about you, Darquan? I'm in the building, ready to Wonderful. go. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And Darquan told me how to pronounce Helbra, who I, I tend to lean more to the Helbra, but it's Ildris Helbra. Are you in the building? Yes, I am. Thank you so much come through with a sexy voice, but he is spoken for, ladies. He is spoken (laughs) for. So let's get to it, you all. We've got Imani in the studio, who is an avid watcher of the Oscars. I I personally can't tell you how many Oscars I've watched from beginning to end, but I'm sure you guys remember back in 2015, the Oscars was dubbed, (laughs) or at least the, the hashtag, I should say, was created. You all remember hashtag Oscars so white? You guys remember that? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> so where did that come from, from those of you who may not know? Hashtag Oscar so white. I believe it was because that particular year, there were no Black actors nominated for any uh, major awards. That is exactly that right. That year. That's exactly right, Tioff. Anyone else want to add to that? So Tioff is spot on. On January 15th, 2015, the Academy awarded all 20 acting nominations to white actors for the first of, guess what, two consecutive years, inspiring, there was a woman who came up with this hashtag, April Rain, shout out to April, to create the hashtag Oscars so white. And so fast forward seven years later, It's hashtag what, y'all? Oscar so black. Why? Because for the first time in Oscar history, we had a black producer behind the scenes, Will Packer. Did I do I have that right? Will Packer, right? Yeah, you was. Okay, awesome. (laughs) I'm nervous, y'all. Imani's in the building, so keep me (laughs) honest. (laughs) Keep me honest. So so talk to us about. Darkwan, Tioff, Helper, what was the significance in your view before we get to Slapgate? What was the significance in your view? We just talked about seven years ago, it was Oscar so white. What was the significance of having this now be Oscar so black? What made it important? Why was it necessary? The only thing that really made this Oscars important to me personally was that uh, Will Smith and Denzel Washington were both nominated for uh, Best Actor. And um, 
going back to the, uh, I believe it was 2002 Oscars when they were both nominated, Will Smith for Ali and um, Denzel Washington for Training Day. And of course, you know, them both being two legendary Black actors and having already that Oscar connection, um, I just wanted to see what would happen uh, this time around. And uh, boy, some things happened. <laughs> some things happened. <laughs> so we can go. <laughs> I'll leave it at that for now. Thanks, Elbrook. Go right ahead, Dark One. Why was it important? Oscar's so black this this year. Well, yeah, if you compare, you know, that 2015 to now and also interject there uh, the Smiths boycott of the 2016 Oscars for inclusion and diversity, such a popular thing now. And when we think about our recent events that have led to a little bit more focus on inclusion and diversity, both in entertainment and, you know, I see it all the time as well in, in uh, my professional life and, and just work environment as well. It seems that there, it's, you know, possible that there could be a correlation between that boycott and many other Black actors did in 2016. The current events that have been focused on social justice for people of color and, you know, that may have trickled down to impacting the Oscars as well, where we see more representation, more significant roles and, and nominations. Indeed, indeed. T off, anything to add? Thank you for that, Darquan. It is unfortunate in 2022 that that distinction has to be made because I feel like we should have made much more progress by now. But at the same time, I was excited to hear that we had a African-American gentleman um, producing the Oscars this year, because that is a huge sign of the progress that you know we're making in society and arts and culture and that we as a people are proving every day that we're not a monolith, that we're multi-dimensional people with many talents. Well said, T-Off, as always. And let me put some respect on Will Packer's name. I know I was like, hey, is it Will Packer? Did I get it right? That was the nerves talking. But let's put some respect on Will Packer's name because T-Off said it best. It's a sign of progress. Who is he? Well, 47 years old. He was born April 11th, 1974. For those of you who are familiar with uh, FAMU, he is, that is his alma mater. He's a, he's a graduate of Florida A&M University. He- Nice. Yes, yes. Notable credits. They, they strike and strike and strike again. One of the, <laughs> one of, one of the best uh, uh, college uh, shout outs of all time. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed, Darquan. And notable credits include, you've heard these movies, Think Like a Man, Ride Along, Girls Trip, and a favorite of Imani's and Helbra and me. One of my favorite shows that Mr. Packer produced is Ready to Love. I was watching it last night. So he's been around a young cat, you know, 40, 40s is the new 20s, I want to say. <laughs> and he's doing, he's doing big things. And of course, to have the Oscar on his resume, we don't need to tell you. That's huge, right? So let's now talk about how his great accomplishment to, to date, right, producing the Oscars, how that almost became eclipsed. And I'm going to say almost because we still give credit to Mr. Packer for what he did in bringing to American televisions and televisions across the world, much like our Tangent Talk podcast, listen to across the world, bringing this to, to the nation. So almost eclipsed by Will Smith and Chris Rock's, I'm going to call it episode, right? Many of us said, wait, is this a skit? Is this a part of the show? How many of you were, were thinking the same thing? Talk to me, panelists. How many of you were thinking this isn't real, is it? When, when I saw it, I, I, I thought it was real and real strange as well, but it, it didn't look fake to me. 
Did you see it live, Dark One, or were you seeing this on social media after the fact? After the fact, but it was sure. like all of five minutes, you know, where it just started blowing up right. internationally. Indeed. Yeah. What about you, Helbro? Were, were you thinking this is real and were you watching it real time or after the fact on social media? Um, no, I was not watching it real time. Uh, but as it happened, my phone was blowing up with uh, calls and notifications on social media. And then when I saw it, um, my first instinct was to think that something that was staged just because the people involved, I, I wouldn't see that happening between them. And then um, as it went along, as you, and I start seeing more videos and the people involved reactions, and that's when, you know, it pretty much became clear it was real. I still, even after that, wanted to keep some type of hope that it was something that would stay just because of I'm a fan of both of the people involved. Yeah, same here, Helper. I was hoping that I would wake up and it was true that it was a part of the skit, much like during the elections where I was hoping I'd wake up and it was, wasn't going to be Donald Trump who actually won the 45th seat for presidency. But that's not a story for another day. Tee off. <laughs> Were you watching the Oscars live or did uh, you see it in, in, on social media after? As you know, or as you recall on Sundays, I'm watching The Walking Dead. So no, Indeed. I did not catch it live. But much like uh, Brother Ildris, my phone started going off with all these ringings and vibrating. And I'm like, what's going on? And when I picked up my phone, you know, friends would say, are you watching the Oscars? Did you see what just happened? And they sent me recordings of what happened. And I was just in shock. I, I didn't believe that it wasn't real. I just know that. But when I saw it, I just I couldn't believe that happened. Indeed. Indeed. And, and same here, same here, tee off. So, so let's talk about it. Let's unpack this further. And we've got a couple of topics that we specifically want to use some of our surgical tools to dissect this, right? So one tool we're going to talk about is, is comedy going too far these days? Do, they, do, do comedians need to be censored? We're also going to talk about toxic masculinity and femininity. Yes, you all, some of us need to really address toxic femininity. One of the other uh, tools we'll use is this continuous uh, theme about protecting the Black woman. And then lastly, celebrity privilege. So we don't have a lot of time in the studio today. This has been discussed so many times on, on social media, at your barbershop, at your beauty salon, in your homes. So there's probably not much more we can say, but you know we're going to have to <laughs> you know we're going to have to bring some tangents to it. So with no further ado, let's start with you, Helper. Of those topics, comedy going too far, toxic masculinity, femininity, protection of the Black woman, celebrity privilege, which, uh, which tool are you going to pick up to, uh, to dissect this? Yeah, I think- Or scaffold. I, yeah, I, I think I've, <laughs> I've, in my thoughts about this situation, I've leaned more towards the toxic masculinity and toxic femininity um, as far as my thoughts about it. So talk to us. When you talk about toxic masculinity, uh -huh. Will Smith, I mean, Fresh Prince, just the thought of Prince, we think of him as as a prince, he has conducted himself like a prince and then, of course, matured to king in our eyes. That's mm. Will Smith, always smiling. Is mm. it Goldcast, I think, is, a, is a, uh, a program that I listen to on social media. He's always inspirational. What about mm. Will Smith is toxic? Talk to us, Elbra. Yeah, it's funny you said that because the research I did uh, in high school, how he got the Fresh Prince was his teacher's nickname for him was Prince Charming. And um, 
I think that's mm. how he's always wanted to present himself to the world around him. He he presented that so much and he, he got caught up in that so much that for him, he's not really able to be his authentic self. And is there anything really more toxic than having to live a life in which the way you present yourself to the world is not your authentic self? In the words so, of, 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 of uh, Brother Ja, come on up, hell bro, you're too deep. But finish that thought. Yeah, so it, he's not, uh, you know, toxic like, you know, the negative characters in Tyler Perry's movies. He's not a b toxic Black man in that way. <laughs> um, he, he, you know, he's not Blair Underwood in, in the Medea movie toxic like that. But he's toxic in the way that he's not his authentic self. Mm, who wants and, to touch on that? Oh, go go right ahead, Helper. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think that shows up even just not only him himself when he's when we see him but more so when he's with his wife and when he, we see him interacting with his wife it's almost him trying to get what i think is the approval of the only person that he comes across on a regular basis that doesn't flood him with it and i think that has been boiling in him so much as far as situations that I'm sure we'll touch on as we go along that he and his wife have been in to where when said, doesn't doesn't flood it, him with what to be specific flood flood him with approval so he he's he's okay with his wife is seeking something that she doesn't give him that everybody all over the world gives him and I think that's what's been boiling under him. And with what we saw what happened at the Oscars, that's what imploded. And I'll stop there. Thanks for that, Helper. Uh, Dark One, were you going to weigh in on what Helper sh uh, shared? And I would ask Helper. I'll, I'll take the Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Dark One. Yeah. I was going to say, and I'll ask Helper to come back to the mic and address. Why not address that with your wife in a seat or in your car ride home? <laughs> why address it on the stage, a national stage, an international stage with Chris Rock? But go right ahead, Dark One. I think that, that those are some interesting perspectives, definitely, to be explored. Not being able to be yourself is toxic within yourself. And, and, and you know, sometimes it can come out, probably a part of what came out of Will, uh, you know, the other day. But I think the other side of this topic is the toxic femininity. There appears to be some based on uh, some of the interviews that uh, Jada has given. And then also when I look at just the, the balance of their household and, you know, Will generally is, has been historically working hard and smart towards building this career. And I'm, I'm not certain that Jada's contribution has been as positive, especially in recent years with um, Red you know, uh, what is it, Red Chair interviews and so forth. Red Table um, Talk. Mm -hmm. red, red Table Talk. And um, some of the things that came out of that, which I think put him in a really bad light. And then also, you know, infidelity. I know they have an open relationship or whatever, but it still uh, seems damaging to have someone come into your home and then your wife ends up sleeping with that person. You know, so I think that they're they probably have a toxic home environment as a result of those things and maybe other things that we're not privy to. And definitely, I agree that, you know, these are the sort of things that should be handled privately. I don't think that what occurred with Chris Rock to Chris Rock was a result of the joke. I think there have been a couple of years of Chris picking on the Smiths uh, and, and, you know, speaking back to the Will Packard topic of, you know, the inclusion and diversity um, that we've seen this Oscars to clown them about boycotting the 
2016 Oscars is not necessarily aligned with the effort to create inclusion. You know, so I think Chris has touched on them a few times in the past that maybe made him made Will a little bit more open to taking out his frustrations on him. But I think it's a, it's the combination probably of Will's internalized toxicity and Jada's um, public statements and actions that have been revealed, you know, over-communicated really, created a kind of, you know, vehicle for all of this to come, you know, spilling out on stage at uh, Chris Rock's expense. Indeed. Let me ask T off this. A, do women castrate men in terms of verbal abuse or emotional abuse? T off? Of course that happens. I've seen women who do it and it does happen often. Absolutely. Like I remember a friend of mine telling me a story where she was on the bus headed to work and there was this woman on the bus just completely berating and humiliating her husband on the bus in front of everybody. And he just sat there and didn't say anything. And I've seen other situations. So yeah, that, that is definitely a thing that happens. And I see it, you know, when I started watching the Red Table Talk, I've seen that from Jada, the energy I get from her is that she doesn't love Will as much as he loves her. And um, I'm sorry, was it a Helbra that touched on it? Like I've seen, like, I don't know if you saw the episode where Will had thrown this really huge 40th birthday party for her and she just was not into it at all. And you could see in the pictures him lapping for her approval and she's just looking away like Mm -hmm. uninterested. Mm -hmm. So the answer, the short answer is yes. And, and thank you for that, Tioff. Um, and, and what you're referring to is a party, by the way, that he planned for three years. <laughs> he was planning that 40th birthday from she was 37, but more, more on that. Let me, let me read something aloud, and I'd like Tioff to, pun intended, tee off on this. On social media, Mr. Henderson, or excuse me, Miss Henderson writes, due to the competitive nature of men and women these days, We fail to recognize what toxic power is in women. With men, we know that toxic power is physical brutality, but in women, it's emotional brutality. It is not difficult to convince a man to go to war. Any broad can start a war, but only a good woman can incite a man to peace. Dark Juan and Helber are both spoken for, so stop texting us and emailing our website, ladies. They're off the market. But I want T-Off to react to that. And and I mean that politely, ladies. You can keep texting and asking. You never know. (laughs) But no, um, T-Off, respond to Miss Henderson's claim that, and I'm going to change, she writes broad, I'm going to say any woman can start a war, but only a good woman can incite a man to peace. And then let's hear from Dark Juan and Helbra as far as it's uh, how it lands for them as, as men on this panel. Tioff? I don't agree that it's any woman because women who are mar- uh, marginalized and don't have pretty privilege don't wield the same amount of power, but that's a different topic. Mm, okay, okay. Dark Juan and Helper, how does that comment from Miss Henderson land for you all? Again, it is not difficult to convince a man to war any woman can start a war. Only a good woman can incite a man to peace. I think there's a lot of truth in it. And I think there's a lot of truth in what Tioff just said. Every woman doesn't have the same amount of power, but I do think there is some power being uh, exerted by Jada in this way. And 
that's kind of what I was intimating to at the beginning when I was saying contribution to their their relationship. My thoughts are, you know, like she's not winning Oscar for best actress or best actor, whatever the proper term is these days. I can't remember her working a whole lot recently. It seems like the the amount of power that she's leveraging from a point of bitterness to me in, in my interpretation, it is really exorbitant considering that she doesn't seem to be contributing as much to the overall family dynamic in a positive way as Will has been for all these years. So, you know, she's clearly exerting power where she can. But and then when I look at it, I, I can't figure out what her goal is because none of this seems to have have any potential for any positive outcome. For any positive outcome. Agreed, Dark Juan. Agreed. Helper? And then we're going to move next to protection of Black women. So Helper, your thoughts on what Dark Juan shared or that that uh, statement about inciting a man to peace versus war? Yeah, I think it's just saying, you know, a lot of women can, uh, you know, it's easy to come into a man's life and kind of create drama and add drama and and. and Add, put hit that man in situations that, you know, aren't healthy, but it takes, you know, what a good woman does to a man is bring peace to his life, into his life. And based on what we've seen publicly, Jada certainly has not done that with Will. And I think that led into what I feel is, you know, the implosion of him at, in terms of what happened at the Oscars. Agreed. And to bring peace, you got to have it. You can't pour from an empty cup, right? So what I find with Jada, uh, and and I mean this respectfully, because I mean, come on, I grew up watching Different World. She was one of my favorite characters next to Freddie. But I I don't know personally, I don't know her personally, obviously, but I also just don't get the sense that she has done healing. And maybe Will hasn't done true healing around maybe other areas of their lives or trauma that they've dealt with in the past, but something is still unaddressed such that there's this really weird synergy between the two as it relates to trauma. And I and I think you're spot on, Helper, when you talk about some of, of Will's trauma that has led to toxicity, be it privately and certainly now we see publicly with the assault on Chris Rock, but also with Jada. You know, they do say sometimes people are 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 karmically brought together because of some things that they haven't resolved. And perhaps they both need healing. But let me let me move on um because I know our time is limited on this topic. I'm calling it where there's a will, there's a there's a J as in Jada. <laughs> and I, I don't know if that needs to continue. Maybe Will needs to consider living separately from Jada. I maybe what would their lives be apart? I don't know. But let's talk about this idea of the protection of a black woman, because I keep hearing that comes up and it sounds good. It really does. But let me just remind you all, listeners and the and the panel. For all this protect the Black woman I've been hearing over the last week or so on this topic, right, the, the slap gate, do you all remember the last time someone rushed the stage at a popular award ceremony? And if you don't, let me remind you, little ma, right, little mama, let me get it straight, and Jessica Kirkland, also known as little mama, rushed the stage during the 2009 VMAs Award. Jay-Z and Alicia Keys were performing. And you guys know the rest. And if you don't know, let me just tell you (laughs) that many feel that Little Mama's career came to a screeching halt after her rushing the stage. We We could go into that more, but of course, this is about Will Smith and Chris Rock. But suffice to say, where was the protecting the Black woman then? You forgot. 
little I'm mama. Sorry. I forgot 20... that happened. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I remembered it just this morning because I was thinking about how many people were quick to slander little mama or certainly um, criticize her for rushing the stage. And she didn't hit Jay-Z and she certainly didn't hit Alicia Keys. She was just there to, in my view, celebrate the music and she got lost. It was like being in a trance, but again. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, <laughs> 2009, they were, they, were, uh, uh, they were performing New York. So again, my point is you all, Little Mama was 20 years old at that time, a young girl. Here we have Will Smith, a grown man, both rushed the stage, one chose violence, one just got lost in the music and the feeling of pride. And yet we talk about protecting the black woman. Well, nobody protected Little Mama, not enough people because her career took a hit for that. So talk to us about how this protecting a black woman comes into play with Will Smith and Chris Rock. Take it away, Tioff. It doesn't. Wow, just one, the... one line, huh? <laughs> okay. That reason... was what you really feel. <laughs> and the reason why I say it doesn't is because he wasn't protecting black women. He was protecting his wife who happens to be black because had Chris made a joke about Viola Davis, who we know is a phenomenal Black actress, who was natural, had he made a joke, and Chris Rock has said bad things about Black women's hair in the past, had he made a joke about Viola Davis, would Will Smith still have gotten up and slapped him? I doubt it. Tell us why. Why do you doubt it, T.R.? The men on the panel, you know, you're both in relationships. I'm single, so maybe I'm speaking on something that I can't relate to, but just in my own observations, and you all can you all can tell me different or correct me, but in my observations, I feel that men in general don't really care about or protect the women that they don't know or aren't close to, or they rarely do. You'll have some men who may step up to protect a woman they don't know, but I don't think most men are are willing to do that. Got it. Got it. Well, and and I don't know if it was UT off or someone else that weighed in about, you know, Chris Rock making jokes about when it was UT off about women's hair, black women in particular. Re remember now we're talking about 2009 <laughs> when Good Here, a documentary, right? Film that was directed by Jeff Stilson and produced by Chris Rock Productions. What happened? Did Chris Rock just forget <laughs> his contribution to Good Here, which by the way, was a great documentary. And, and to Tioff's point, Helper and, and, and Dark One, as you guys tackle this, is Tioff right? Was there a protection of Black women in general or was Will just protecting Jada? And I wanna just uh, go off a bit tangentially on that in asking what's this notion of Good Here? You know, uh, or, or rather the attack on Jada's here did Chris know that she had a medical condition called alopecia? So talk to us, Dark Juan Helbrun. I think it is interesting that he's produced good hair and still makes that joke. I don't think Will uh, was protecting Black women. I think Will was protecting his toxic wife. Um, mm. And I put toxic, toxic in there on purpose. So yeah, I think it, you know, it's, the, it's kind of the boil over of that of her manipulative efforts she probably couldn't possibly have expected him to do something like that but I, I don't think he was thinking about other black women or women period when he took that action i also want to throw in that we have to you know people have to be you know they have to sleep in the beds they made you know we we're, we're not gonna take away all his responsibility for his actions and decisions he will have to live with them and own them like any other man or woman who would take such an action 
I don't know if Chris knew or not about her condition, although it has been publicly shared. He does seem to pay a good amount of attention to their family in his jokes throughout the years. I, I also want to just throw in that you know, especially in the context of all the inclusion that we saw this year and his previous statements about them when they boycotted that, I think a part of Chris, uh, excuse me, Will's feeling here too is is betrayal by someone he's known there in this fraternity of comedians and actors, you know, and it's kind of like, why on this day are you coming for us again? When we talk about the protection, it could be possible too that it expands to not just Black women, but also Black men from other Black men. Like, why are you coming for us? We're, we're easily a minority here in this audience. Can you find someone else to make jokes about? Why do you have to pick us? So maybe beyond protecting his toxic wife, he felt a sense of betrayal of this other Black comedian that is repeatedly coming for him. Received. And his family. Received. Received. As we move to uh, Helbra, Dark One, great points. And I, I'll just say this. I, there's a part of me that feels, to answer the last part of your question, be it albeit rhetorical, if Chris sees Will Smith and Jada, who looked gorgeous, by the way, in that, in that emerald dress, they're in the front row. It was low-hanging. They were low-hanging fruit as a couple. And quite frankly, I think people have been disappointed <laughs> if something hadn't been touched on. I mean, they were, they were sitting right there in the front row. I could go on, but let's hear you weigh in, Helbra. And then we're going to go into our wrap-up session. So for the topics we didn't get to touch on, comedy going too far, Dark One kind of touched on that last bit there. And celebrity privilege, I guess that was kind of touched on as well. But we'll leave the wrap-up to, to really um, address other points that may not have been brought up earlier. So Helbra, let's have you weigh in, and then we'll start the uh, wrap-up with T.R. Off. Helper? Yeah, well, thank you. First and foremost, you know, I think we're failing to mention that one of the hosts, Regina Hall, who is a Black woman, also made a joke about Will and Jada. So in this to spare time, we won't go into what that joke was, but I would like to pose the question, is the responsibility also on Black women to protect each other? Also, mm. I, I think what Will was coming from, the place he was coming from, wasn't even really to protect Jada. It was to protect himself. It was to protect his ego because as the camera showed when Chris Rock said the joke about Jada, who has been on the record of being proud of the fact that she has a bald head and she's still clearly a beautiful woman. And she herself has stated that she, you know, relishes the fact that she's still beautiful and has her beautiful bald head. In what way was Chris Rock truly attacking her if she herself has said that when the camera showed Will, he was laughing at it? Of course, you can see when Jada rolls her eyes and then after that is when he gets up on the stage, hits Chris, and when he turns around to walk back, he has a smirk on his face. He has what's pretty much a smile on his face. And I think it's, uh, I showed them, I showed my wife slash mommy that I can be this, <laughs> not mommy. That I can be this this real man, and I hope I gain that respect. And if not, well, then I'll gain it when I win this Oscar. So after tonight, nobody will ever be able to clown me, Will Smith, again. Mm. That's the place he was coming from. I truly hope Will Smith, as you said, gets help that he. I really believe he needs. And lastly, Luna. What also you failed to mention, there's something else that's really significant that took place the night of the 2009 VMAs. You forgot what the- I think I did. Taylor Swift won an award and Kanye got- Oh on my God, yeah. That was the same- Was event. that the same year? Those two things happened the same night. Oh my God. 
good so good good point, Alfred. Many, then I believe defenders of Kanye were saying, "What was he doing? He was protecting Beyonce. He was protecting mm. a black woman from white privilege by doing wow. what it is he did." Even though wow. the camera, if we go back to that clip, the camera is on Beyonce, and if you read Beyonce's lips, it's saying Kanye, no. Right. That's you, such an excellent point. You can fact check point. me on that, but I, it's either Kanye, no, or Kanye, stop. I think it was <laughs> Kanye, no, or no Kanye. Well, stop, but, no, whatever. Yeah, she was yeah, definitely yeah. trying to. He was uncomfortable. Yeah, right, she was definitely trying to warn him. Don't can go, you don't do pose? That. Can you pose that he was a black man protecting? a black woman's talent and recognition from white privilege? Perhaps you can, but fast forward to 2022, look at what Kanye is doing, look at his behavior. So with that being said, we need to check on Will and we need to make sure that, and Will needs to make sure he really gets the help that he needs because I don't want to see Will Smith end up like Kanye. Wow, well said, Albrecht. Let me find wow. out that Imani being in the studio makes me nervous and and and, and catapults Elbrad to the different stratosphere. That was those are excellent points. Uh, very well said, Albrecht. I'm looking forward to your wrap up. So as we wrap up, we're gonna go to tee off. Excellent points, Albrecht. And you know what's interesting? We talk about Little Mama earlier. Beyonce was also involved in that, and that she tried to stop Little Mama before she rushed the stage. So so shout out to the Beehive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beyonce is always. Uh, uh, on the on the right foot, right? Well, listen, this has been a great discussion. Helbra came through with the gems, you know, dropping dropping bombs over Baghdad on us at the end here. A shout out to uh, our wonderful group, Atlanta's own Outcast for that reference. Let's talk to you now, <laughs> Tioff, about the wrap up. We'll do this wrap up in 60 seconds or less. We're going to start with Tioff and end with me. So go ahead, Tioff. I just feel like with this particular situation, I feel like they were both in the wrong. As I mentioned previously, like comedians need to, people should not continue to be the butts of of their jokes, but at the same time, you can't always respond to a joke with violence. I do see that there is some toxicity in Will and Jada's relationship. And I do feel like Will is the victim there and he needs to get help for that. And no, I don't think it was a, a score for team black woman for him to go up and slap Chris Rock. I understand he felt the need to protect his wife at at that time, but the motivation behind that, as the gentlemen have mentioned, there's some toxicity behind that. Thank you for that, Tioff. Thank you. We'll move next to Dark One. We'll come to Helbra, and then I'll close out this uh, passionate conversation. Dark One. I think Will's actions were re- are rooted in toxicity. And, and then to speak to Helbra's point, I, I also wonder if there if there might be a little Kardashian toxicity. I know one thing as a man that I detest is when a woman gets her current man to talk trash to her former man. That is a good way to, to you know, ratchet up the toxicity as well. So I don't like what I see going on there either. I do think that uh, if you mess with the bull, sometimes you will get the horns. So overarching point for me on this is this is an Oscars that is has a lot of melanin in it. And on a time where melanated people should be celebrating their many achievements in the film industry, I don't like the idea of other Black comedians roasting the prospective award winners for that evening when they should be celebrating their lifetime you know, of effort and achievement that gets them to their the highest point in the industry. So I, I really feel like there's also a, a bit of betrayal that was responded to in a in you know in a violent, inappropriate way by Will 
you know, at Chris's expense. So overall, my thing is on this night, let me live, let me get my award, let me shine, leave us alone is, is what jumped out at me the most. Like, why are you coming at him? Just let him go win this award and let, you know, the, the female comedians that hosted get their shine. Let, you know, let Brother Question get his award. Let, let people of color win on this night. And, you know, paramount thing that we are talking about in all of this positive, melanated success is this outburst of violence. Received. Thanks for that, Darquan. Melanated success. I'm going to get that on a t-shirt, y'all. Helbra, take it home as your wrap-up, and then I will conclude today's session. Helbra. Well, first, I just... I always say I think every episode I love how we tie everything together here at the Tangent Talk because as you just said brother Darquan going back to Kim Kardashian who our most recent episode is about when Kanye did what he did at the 2009 VMAs you could argue again he was protecting a black woman from white privilege right so then he I think at that time had already left the black woman that he was with and fast forward got married and had a family with the person who was almost the epitome of, of the privilege that white women have, the embodiment of it. And with that relationship not working out, now he's just behaving extremely unhealthily and toxic. So with that being said, I don't, again, want Will to implode the same way that clearly Kanye is. And also, as you said, Darquan, which is also a good point, it was so many great things happening that night as far as just Black people, and more specifically, to be honest, Black men. As you said, mm-hmm. Luna, Will Packer produced mm-hmm. it. Will Packer produced the show. Quest Love won for an, a, a great documentary. If you haven't watched Summer of Soul, please go watch it. And also what I saw, Denzel presented Samuel Jackson with what I believe was like a Lifetime Achievement Award that, as a matter of fact, I don't think they even aired because of what Will did. Right. So all, including Will and Chris Rock, I'm I'm a huge fan of all of those Black men. And what was supposed to be a celebration of the greatness that all of those Black men have, it was overshadowed by that moment of what I'll say without being biased, that moment of vulnerability. Mm. And it was a moment of vulnerability that took place between two of the greatest entertainers of our lifetime. And those two happen to be Black men. And that means something to me. But without going into the, the bias of, of why that means something to me, I'll just say it was a moment of vulnerability that took place between these two men. And now, hopefully, they can heal from it. And we all can heal from however this impacted us one way or another and move forward. Got it, Helbra. Still dropping the gems, I see. Love that. I love that you chose to use the word, the other V word. Violent is one word, one V word, and there's another that's vulnerability. Imani says she's been in the studio and she just has to weigh in. So we're going to let Imani weigh in and then I'm going to wrap up. But she she's tapped me on the shoulder, y'all. She said, wait a minute, I've been listening for an hour. It's time for me to weigh in. So Imani, please come come to the mic. All right. Okay, guys, I've got to say something. And I was busy now. I, I just listened to both brother Dark One and brother Ilbro. And two black men, very intelligent black men who happen to be related to me. <laughs> but here's my just one short um, thing I want to say. Will, when um, I heard you, I heard you, Ilbro, and I heard you, Dark One. When Will, when um, Chris made the statement about the G.I. Joe joke, Will got upset. 
probably rightly so, went on stage, slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. Not at a little party, at the Oscars. Chris Rock, however, had enough restraint to say, I am not going to retaliate. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to take the slap and let it go. My question is, when Chris made that joke, why couldn't Will Smith behave just as Chris did in, as far as restraint? And that's why I'm going to leave it. I had to say that. One person behavior was really horrible. And as far as I'm concerned, that person is Will. And that's where I'm going to end it, y'all. That's it. Right. That's what we All love. Right. With Imani, <laughs> I tell you what, when our guests who set up just coming to observe, weigh in, that's how passionate we know this discussion has been. And what a wonderful cast we have here. Thank you for that, Imani. So we've heard some key words, you know, uh, restraint. Imani says, and that's 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 true. And Helbra, I like the way you ended it with V for vulnerability, because of course we've been talking about V for violence <laughs> as in the slap. So as I look to wrap up, as we look to wrap up, my wrap up is going to be a post. So I posted this on, on social media in response specifically to this protection of of black women and Helbra, I really love that you talked about Kanye's, you know, protection, if you will, of Beyonce against white privilege. I think we should take that to another episode for sure. So here's what I'll read in response to a post on social media. I write, it's simple. We all deserve to be loved and cherished. And I do not need my partner to fight for me. I can fix my own crown. Words don't provoke me to slap, kick, punch someone, nor should words provoke my partner to slap, kick, punch someone under the guise of protecting me. Now, if someone tries to physically harm me and my partner tries to defend me from that harm, I welcome being protected. Other than that, and this is to my future husband, <laughs> lover, keep your hands to yourself, please. Or better yet, keep your hands on my feet, rubbing them gently or on the small of my back, massaging it tenderly. We don't need any more violence. Amen. I got an amen from from Imani. I was nervous, y'all, because I was getting intimate and, and, and mom's in the studio. But um, with that, we want to thank you all for this rich discussion. It's always such a great discussion with Darkwan, Helbra, Tioff, Imani, we appreciate you being here today and weighing in. And so for those of you who are coming back to listen to other great episodes, welcome back. For those of you who are new to the Tangent Talk, thank you for joining us. Share this with your friends so that we can hear what your thoughts are. And with no further ado, we're closing out today's show and we're saying, have yourself a wonderful day. Use this episode today to examine what shows up for you when you see these two amazing icons have to go through what they've gone through because of violence, vulnerability, and lack of restraint. Go right ahead, Dark One. Feel free to hit up our social media so we can continue this conversation. Visit thetangenttalk.com. Click on those social media links if you have something you'd like to share with us about what we've been discussing today. Have you guys yourselves a wonderful rest of your day, wherever you are. Thank you for supporting The Tangent Talk. <laughs>